0: Okay, welcome back for another one. Uh, It's considered my weekend, so you get two this weekend. Because it's my weekend, it's all about me, and it should always be all about you. Right? Anyway, welcome back to the Art of Mind. I am your host, Matthew. And today, we're not going to be talking about fear. Instead, since you guys have been so patient, so verily, stupidly patient with me I decided to break down my background story into two pieces and the reason why I'm doing this is because I spent a lot of time thinking about this it's a lot you know because you're going to have to understand something this is about to get really personal you know you no matter how much you know a person there's a river that flows between you and them and what I'm trying to do is build that bridge to where I can cross well, where you can cross, it really doesn't matter. Whoever crosses the bridge, as long as someone crosses it, and trust me, there's no troll underneath it. What's the old fable with the th- the three Billy Goats Gruff? You know, it's because I'm a dad. I know that weird shit, anyways. But um, <clears throat> so let me just get right into it. A year ago, in August, I tried killing myself. Yes, believe it or not, I thought I wasn't meant for this world. I thought that I did not serve a purpose. I thought that everything I had put stock into was a failure, and it sucked. It did, you know. For those of you who don't know, uh, I used to go to a therapist. I, I, I see her frequently, you know. It, but it's more of just like you know, we, we catch up on our on our, uh, we catch up with our lives. You know, she asked how I'm doing. I asked how she's doing. You know, I know about her life. She knows about mine. It's, it's, it's nice. It's a very nice environment. Whereas before, it was just pretty much like, Matt, tell me about you. And then it evolved into something else. And that's all that needs to be said about that, don't you think? Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm going to tell you what led me to... Travel and find that piece of me that I was always missing. So let's let's just let's just jump. All right. So August third, twenty seventeen, was the day I bought my house, and that was the day I met the girl that made me want to kill myself. You know, and I was divorced. Like I lived in my car. Like I lived in a crack motel. Right before I bought my house, my neighbor was a prostitute. Like what? And then the guy across was selling crack. You know, like I experienced life. Like fuck that and I tell everybody life's an experience you got to try to get as much as possible and if you would have told me this when I was 20 that that would happen I would love your life you would have said if I was 15 you're alive you would have said that when I was 10 I probably go, what the hell's crag like what the hell's a prostitute you know so it's just it's just funny how life is but so I met this girl and um it's a little bit after my divorce you know I was dating around and I met her and she was phenomenal you know, and I, I, I tell everybody I don't talk ill will or ill about the people I have loved. Because if you love someone, no matter who it is, no matter what it is, the only reason why you'll end up hating them is because you feel like they don't reciprocate the feeling. Like, that's it. Like, you feel like that person won't give you that feeling that you have given them. And I think that's kind of pointless. Like, uh, uh, in the absence of love, there's hate like but you can't hate unless you've experienced what love is you understand like it's a something you should think about you know food for thought but uh so we dated and you know she met my kids and so i you know i'm very 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 protective of my children like i'm yo mother bear ain't got shit on me like straight up like you know you got the mom oh yeah mama. no nah. no no like and i told my daughters you know um this is a little Little side thing. Oh, my stomach is grumbling. Jeez. Um, <clears throat> you know, I told my daughters, I was like, you, you know, both of you guys get one out of life. And they're like, what do you mean, Dad? I was like, you know, there there's going to come a day where someone's going to make fun of you. And, you know, whether it be a bully, whether it be anybody. If that person bothers you enough, you know, you point them out to me at school. And Daddy will go and find their father and kick the shit out of their father. And when I'm doing it, I'm going to have that kid watch and tell that kid, like, yo, keep making fun of my kid. Like, my daughters will end up doing this to you. And, you know, on so many levels, that is completely fucking wrong. But my kids loved it. They were like, daddy, daddy, you really going to do that for us? Like, yeah, man. And look, I grew up, I got made fun of a lot. I did. And I'm not really trying to go and dig into that past because that man, that man is long gone. The man I am today is the man that I'm proud of. The man I am a year or was a year ago is the man that we're talking about. Well, we're going back a few years when I first started this relationship. So anyway, anyway, anyway. So I met this girl. She met my kids. I love my kids. I love my kids. I do everything for my kids. Um, and she took care of them. And it was to the point where my two daughters called her mom. And the relationship, we, we broke up. And you got to understand, um, there's things called behavioral addictions. Uh, You know, uh, food was my comfort. And so I ate a lot and I gained a lot of weight. And so the beginning of 2019, I want to say. Yeah, 2019. I told myself I'd go on keto. And the only reason why I told myself I'd do it is because she used to do it. You know, the things you do to stay connected to people that don't want anything to do with you in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I did it. I did it and I lost a bunch of weight and then I our our paths have crossed, like May. They it passed yeah, in May of last year. Like we we met up again. Well, you know, it was more of like a an awkward random encounter. But it it, it gave me hope that maybe, you know, this is what, what would be what I want. And you know, uh, I didn't date. I fooled around, but I didn't date. And I didn't because a part of me was holding out for her. And now I'm looking back at all this. And I want, I want to drive this home. Do not wait for anybody in your life. Never wait for anybody. Never wait for anyone to come in your life and make you happy. Because that doesn't exist. Because I thought this person would come in my life and complete me as I believed that she had done once before. And when she came back in, she was completely different. It wasn't the person that I had fell in love with. But remember, we believe opinions. You understand? We believe opinions. That was an opinion I told myself. I, I had told myself that this person was what I needed. That was the opinion, not the fact. The fact of the matter is that I needed myself. And so she didn't want me. You know, that's the long story short, is that she? You know, she met the kids again. You know, we did the whole little, hey, yeah, this is great. And then she was like, hey, look, I don't want this. And it hurt, it it hurt me substantially because I lost the weight for her, you know. Um, I bettered my life for her, you know. She was always telling me to save money, save money, save money, save money, and because I, you know, I tell everybody, yo, money, I can make money just by smiling. Like you, you can make money doing anything. You can, like, literally. like people selling foot picks out there. Like, I, what? That's what you're into, man. Look, let me get a picture of your fingernails. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you can make money doing anything nowadays and you know I saved money and I remember when I told her I was like look I did all these things and I did that needy validating behavior where it's like look love me I did all this like aren't you proud obviously she wasn't if I tried killing myself and I failed at killing myself and it's a year later and I am in a situationship not a relationship. So think about that. Anyway, um, so, you know, we, uh, we met and during that whole time when we were talking, like I started getting really depressed because I put a lot of, there was a lot of anxiety and it wasn't that it was like, well, what if, what if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't work? And I would stay up for hours and my job, I have to wake up early. So I just started taking sleeping pills. Sleeping pills for the next day, so I can talk to her again. Sleeping pills for the next day, so we can have another conversation. Let me just avoid everything else that should be going on around me, and just focus solely on this. Like that's all I cared about. I was eating, breathing, and sleeping our conversations. Like at my at, jo- at my work at my job, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like I don't really care. I was just more concerned about my phone. And, you know, I tell everybody, like, you, know, you spend mad time looking at that phone, man. You know, don't, don't look down, man. Look up. You're missing everything. You're missing everything. As I, you know, when I drive, like, with my kids in the car, I, I tell them, look out the windows. You know, because you see everything out there. Like, you know, and there's times where, you know, they see shit that they're, that's crazy. And they're like, hey, dad, 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 look, there, there's a guy with a cane. It's like, yeah. Or, hey, dad, that guy's in a wheelchair. Like, yeah. You know, they point, you see that stuff. And... There's other things they point out, but I always like the cane in the wheelchair is like an inside joke. I told my daughters, don't jump on my couch. If you jump on my couch, you're gonna end up in a wheelchair. And when you're in the wheelchair, I'm gonna push you down a hill. And on the bottom of that hill is gonna be a lake, and you're gonna drown in the lake, and I'm gonna cause I can't chase the wheelchair. So they don't jump on the couch. You know, you lead by fear. <laughs> and fear isn't a good thing. And I tell my kids, like, oh don't, you know, that'll never happen. Daddy will always take care of you. And then there was a Barbie one time in a wheelchair. And my oldest, Amelia, was like, Daddy, Daddy, look, it's me. (laughs) And I'm smiling telling you this story because a part of me knows it's so wrong. But it's like, you know, kids are awesome. They are. And, you know, I look back at it. It's like I wouldn't have had these experiences with them if I I didn't have my brother. If my brother didn't save me. You know, and this is a moment where I'm taking out and just giving like a thank you to him. Because I had family. I have family, but they didn't care. He did. You know, and it, it, it hurt. And, you know, what <clears throat> another thing that made me realize like, about the pain and all that is um, if I would have done it, if I would have been successful at it, not if I would have done it, but if I would have been successful, the girl I would have did it for wouldn't have gave a shit. Think about that. Her life moved on. But so did mine. But I had to... I had to walk through hell to finally see what heaven is like. Because I didn't appreciate. I didn't appreciate anything around me. You understand? Like, I, I didn't do any of that. But, all right. So, again, back to, you know, we started talking. And it was great, you know. And <clears throat> I tell everybody, do not put stock into people. Do not put any expectations into people. Because the more expectations you put into them, the higher of a possibility they will let you down. And when they do let you down, it will hurt a lot more than it would if you just live life with no expectations for anybody else. And that's how I live my life now. You know, I had so many expectations, you know, and it's crazy. I thought that this was my end-all, be-all, this was it. This was everything I ever wanted, and it wasn't. Because my mom told me a long time ago, Matthew, love is never supposed to hurt you. It's supposed to bring out the best in you. And I'll never forget that, because that wasn't love. That was the ego telling me that this is what love was. That was the ego telling me this is everything that you need because she offers so much more comfort and security into your life. Think about that. The ego will lie to you. It will. And like when I go into my relationships now, man, I'm fucking, you know, I survey my, then that's why I'm in a situation ship. But I survey my surroundings. I'm like, yo, am I going to grow from this? Am I going to learn from this? Is this going to do this for me? Is this going to do that for me? And, you know, let me explain this. When a woman says shoot your shot, like, yo, first off, don't even fucking bother. Because if you have to shoot your shot to impress somebody and to give your best at that one moment in time, what the fuck do you think she's going to do when you give your worst? Think about it. Really think about it. That's why, like, you know, I tell everybody, I'm not into dating. Like, I'll go out, we'll go out. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's the two Fs. Feed me, fuck me. That's it. That's it. And trust me, I'm really easy to feed because I'm on keto. Like, and, I, and I hate to sound like, you know, a, a dick, but you got to understand where I was last year is nowhere near or I, I couldn't even have imagined that I would have made it this far. I would have thought that it would have taken me a lot longer. You know, so I, you know, I tried to myself. I did. Um, I get it all the time, too. Like, oh, you know, you're such a positive guy. Like, nothing bothers you because I've learned to let it go. I've learned to pick things up, enjoy them. And then put them back down. Because that's what it is. I don't pick things up and carry them with me because pain is individualized. Understand that. How you, comp- how you comprehend pain and how I comprehend pain and how we deal with pain is so individualized. I used to hold on to it. I used to hold on to it with a fucking iron fist. I needed to hold on to it. I felt like it was a part of me. Pain isn't a part of you. Growing is a part of you. Loving is a part of you. Those things that bring you joy, happiness, make you smile. Those are the things that are part of you. You know, so um, uh, I'm really just telling this to you because I want you to understand that this isn't, you know, some random guy trying to hop on the fucking bandwagon of all the fucking self-help, all that shit guru type crap. It isn't. Like, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I walked in the mud. You know, I was staring I was laying in the gutter staring at the stars. And I loved every minute of it. I did. Because look at where I'm at now. You know, I, I used to take sleeping pills to sleep all the time. And I was telling my brother that the other day. I was like, hey, you remember when I was taking a bunch of sleeping pills to go back to sleep? And the, his response was, Matt, that was that was rough. And I told him, I was like, that was the darkest part of my life. You know, my mom died when I was seventeen. Like and she died. They pulled the life support from her. And I thought that was the darkest part. You know, you don't know what it's like when a hand goes cold in your hand. When the, the body just finally says "fuck it," I'm giving out. I'm clocking out. I'm going home. I'm seeing what the next adventure is. Physical body once, you know, physical body dies. You don't know where the rest goes. You don't. But, you know, there there are things that you know I do believe. Um, her favorite movie was "A Long Kiss Goodnight." You know, and like well, I'm gonna get a little, a little otherworldly with you. Um, her favorite movie was "A Long Kiss Goodnight." Always with Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson, and Gina Davis looks super hot in that movie as a slutted up Barbie doll. If you haven't seen it, and if you don't know who Gina Davis is, like that was, like that's why the majority of the women I date are blondes. <laughs> that and because Elvira from Scarface, uh, Tony's wife, that's why the most of the women I date are blondes. <laughs> I'm a sucker for blondes. It's kryptonite. This one wasn't. She was a brunette. Like, believe it or not. Brunette with honey-colored eyes. And I have a, a thing for, like, odd-colored eyes. Like, people are like, oh, no, they're brown. No, they're not brown. Like, I I have brown eyes. Like, you have an awkwardly-shaped-colored eye. But, uh... So, she when she had died, when they pulled my mom's life support, um, I was holding her hand. And, you know, in every hospital room, there's a TV. The TV turned on, and... The Long Kiss uh, I was playing. And I'll never forget that. Like, I remember all of us just, like, standing there staring at the TV. Right? Even when, in the face of death, we look at TVs. We look at a screen. Like, I can make that joke. Like, I'm allowed to. I'm entitled. And I remember just, like, saying to my dad, like, hey, look, our favorite movie. And, like, it was just, like, that weird silence. But, so, like, that was traumatic but then like you know being told no that was even worse and so what had happened was is like i said i tried to kill myself i tried to say i wasn't worth it i tried to say hey look you know what i'm not good enough i'm not good enough for this world i'm not good enough for anybody else i hurt my kids i reintroduced this person back into my kids lives she doesn't want to stay i'm worthless all this horrible negative self-talk that i tell you guys that you shouldn't talk to yourself about because when you really think about yourself like when you really do You should be the one complimenting yourself all the time. You should be the one telling yourself the things that you want to hear, because at the end of the day, it is you. If you start looking outside for the validation, you're never going to find it. You have to find it internally. Trust me. So I failed. I did. Um, I tell you guys to go outside because that was something my brother kept telling me to do. He kept telling me, Matt, you need to go outside. Matt, you need to go outside. Matt, you got to stop sitting in the house because I my house is a two story house. And uh, upstairs, it's my room, my kids' room. Downstairs is a guest bedroom. And uh, my brother used to call the upstairs my uh, tower because I would come home from work. Like I said, I would just take sleeping pills. I'd uh, bring home two totas, two, uh, zero sugar orange vanilla Cokes, take 10 sleeping pills, wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, go to work. And I'd have like that dragging feeling. I like just like I was just like bleh. you know when you take sleeping pills you wake up the next day it's like you're waking up like just bleh. there's no other there's no word. It's just like a a, a sound. And you know, he's telling me to go outside. And then my therapist told me, Matt, you need to go outside and I did. And I tell you guys, go outside. Go outside. It's so nice. It's so beautiful out there. It's a beautiful world that we live in. And you know, so let me just 'Cause like I said, there's a bunch of tangents going on here right now. Um but I did. I felt worthless. I felt like I didn't deserve this life. Okay. But it was an opinion. It was an opinion that my ego was telling myself that I didn't deserve it. Now I know factual basis that I deserve every minute of this life. And I know the fact of the matter is that at the end of the day I choose what I want in my life and what I don't want. And <clears throat> it took me almost dying well, there, you know, there's a little more. Like, I did travel. I'm in a shaman, which is dope as fuck. You know, I did my uh, DMT. uh yeah, what's the fuck? It begins with an A. Uh, Ashwaiyo. I fuck can't even pronounce it. I'm not gonna even try. But that really, like, just that was the nail in the coffin for me to be like, okay, I could put that man, the man I was a year ago, I could put him to sleep and become the man I need to become now, because. If I I were to keep trying to be that man, I'd be in the same position I was in. You know, and you got to understand, like I I wrote down my goals when I came back from traveling. I did. You know, my therapist told me to travel and I did. And, you know, I I came into it with a new mindset because like I said, that that drug opened up my eyes. It made me realize like, oh, at the end of the day, you go to bed by yourself my thoughts are mine your thoughts are yours your feelings are yours my feelings are mine i can do i can do what i can to try to invoke certain sensations of happiness but the true feeling of happiness comes from you you know and i, I you know like like in the situation i'm in I, the, the girl always smiles when I'm, i was like why do you smile when you see me oh you make me happy i don't make you happy you're happy because you're seeing me I don't like, you can be happy with another guy. You, you could just, you know, take this body and put it on another guy. Or you could take this brain and put it in another guy. And you could be happy with him. I don't, you know, you, you, you choose what makes you happy. And, you know, she considers, like, my thought process weird. But I try to tell her. Like, at the end of the day, it's only it's always, 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 always going to be about me. You know, I have kids. And I tell my kids the same thing. Like, you're an extension of me. You're mine. Uh, you are something that I should care about, so I do. And it, and I, that sounds like so fucking like, oh, I have to, because I'm fortunate, no, I love my kids. But, so what I'm really trying to get at is like, look, um, depression sucks, it does. And I was there, I was, and I had no one to reach out to. Like, my boss was someone I reached out to. And he helped me, he helped me get the therapist. He did, and, you know, he's mean, he isn't, you know, he. He's not a mean guy. He just says things that are mean, and a part of me, like, is like, okay, like I, I just tone it out, and then there's sometimes I can't because like I'm going through like some other things. Because look, you have to constantly train your mind. If you ain't training it, it's fucking training you. That's it. That's that's how it works. If you're not training your mind to become uh, become a better person, it's training you to stay in fucking the stagnation period. So you gotta push. But. <clears throat> So when I came back, I wrote down all these goals and I've hit all my goals because like I said, I became a different person because I've studied self-help for years and it never, there was no connection. I couldn't build that bridge like I was telling you about in the beginning, but you know, to connect us. I couldn't build that bridge within myself to connect with the, the message that they were saying. And I have, I did it illegally, but I don't think that type of drug should ever be illegal. That's like, you know. Your brain produces it when you die. Think about that. Like, that's something your brain produces. It's it's beautiful. It's... it's And I'm not... You know, like I said, I'm not into drugs. Like, you know, I... That, that, that man died a long time ago. Like, you know, when I had my kids, I became a better man. But... You just, you gotta, you gotta think about these things, you know, you gotta, you gotta really write down your goals. I've been telling you guys that and I want you to know, like, that's the only reason why I stress it out so much is because you gotta have something to shoot toward. You gotta, you know, and I did, I did. I wanted a loving relationship with a woman who was maternal. I got it. I got it. You know what I'm saying? The relationship wasn't that long, but it was, you know, like I said, rare. I call someone a girlfriend. I made that one with my girlfriend. I wanted to earn all the money back that I had spent on my fucking traveling, I got all of it back and then some. You, you understand? Like, I wanted to experience life this way, you know. Uh, and I did. And you, you realize that when you start putting expectations on, like, you know, let me just get to the nitty gritty of it now. Because, like, we're getting kind of long and it's getting kind of, like, extended. When you get, when you boil it down, right, and you're you're upset and you're sad... And you're depressed. And you know, you're feeling anxious. Anxiety is looking toward the future and not knowing what's going to happen. And depression is looking toward the past and feeling nostalgic about what had happened. Like, and... That's pretty much... Like, when that was told to me, it's like, oh, wow, no shit. The shaman was the best, yo. Shaman, shaman, sham wow. Is he a shampoo? You know, uh, what's the fucking... Fabulous, no, the fabulous... What the fuck? (laughs) That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But, you know, he... He put my mind in a perspective where it needed it to be, you know, and it was good. It was a very beautiful experience. And, you know, like I said, it it sucks that I felt like I had no one to talk to. I really didn't. I didn't. I couldn't tell my kids. I couldn't tell my ex-wife. My dad's the type of man that depression doesn't exist. I'm from a terrible country. I came to America, blah, blah, blah. You know, I couldn't tell my stepmom. My stepmom is just pretty much like, I'm from Indonesia and it doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. So I had to talk to a therapist, and you know I tried telling some of my friends, and my friends are like, "Oh, man, you got everything going for you. It's like you're not depressed. You're lying." It's like no, like I was close, so close to it, on the edge of the abyss, right? But you know, um, so my main thing with this is like, look, you know, I changed. I changed because I was tired of looking for the light outside of me. I was tired of looking for something. And I and I, I said this before. Like stop waiting for it to come. You gotta go get it. You gotta go get it. That's that's it. That's the that's the truth. That's the facts. Is you gotta get up and go get it yourself. Because if you're gonna wait for it, you're gonna be waiting a long time. And if you're waiting for it to come to you, it's outside of you. So you're always giving it that excuse like, oh, it hasn't come yet. It isn't ready. I'm not ready. Motherfucker, you've been ready since the day you were born for the greatness that you should achieve in this life. You were born ready for greatness, and you'll die with all that greatness that you have yet to achieve. Saddest place in the world is a graveyard. That's where all the dreams go to die. Remember that? Les Brown said that. Yeah, oh yeah, look, and I follow like I said, I know myself help. I know myself help, and I know my scripture. Hebrews eleven one. So I tell everybody, you got to walk with your faith. Never walk in front of it. Never walk behind it. Because I never knew I'd be this man. I wrote it down and I let it go. I said, all right, I want to be XYZ. And I hit it. I did. I didn't... I didn't, you know, the, and the, the, the world I was in, where I was a year ago, if you would have said this to me, that, Matt, this is what you're going to end up doing, this is where you're going to end up being, I would have said you're a liar. Because... Just because I just because you can't see it in front of you just because this isn't tangible just because it isn't physical just because there isn't any tone of reality to it right then and there doesn't mean that it cannot exist. Remember that if you want it bad enough and you think about it bad enough and you know that it's going to come to you you know that it, it's not going that it's in you that all you have to do is make these proper steps and like just, Change your thinking, change your actions, change your behavior, change all these things. You can get it. And this episode is actually really long. Wow, this is one of my longer ones. But, you know, like I said, like I I did the whole thing on fear. Like I'm giving you tools. That's it. I'm just giving you tools. You got the box. You got to understand. I spent years trying to understand self-help. You know, being a positive person, doing positive things. You know, trying to use my manage, uh, imagination to become a multi-billionaire. It's it's a process, and there's so many of so many so much shit that you could be digging through, right? Where it'll basically pretty much tell you this, and I say it to you all the time: it is all about you, nobody else. I can name a bunch of books where at the end that's pretty much what it says. It's all about you. The whole theme of a lot of those books, it's all about you. And it's not just all about you, it's how much are you willing to, how much are you willing to push yourself for what you want? How much are you willing to sacrifice for what you want? Like I said, I almost died by my own hand. Nobody else's hand, by my own hand, I almost died because I wasn't ready to push myself. And I put my expectations into everybody else, I put, so much faith, so much stock, so much of everything, into another person. And when I got told no, it killed me. But I have a phoenix tattooed on my chest, and everybody asks, "Oh, well, what's that? It's a phoenix. Why?" It's from the ashes of death, I shall always rise. That's a phoenix, you know. Now, it's not like the Harry Potter phoenix. I'm like hey, you what? Know, Tell I told someone I always name is Fox. I'm like, Fox, I'm like, yeah, my like, old oh, guy Fox. It's like, no, you're Fox from fucking Harry Potter, dumbass. <laughs> but yeah, so you get like the first part. So now you know, like, I tried killing myself, like, there's, there's a bunch more, but I felt like I had to let this one be known. I had to let you guys know that I'm not saying these things to you just to the say them, I'm not trying to do this just to do it. Like, at the end of the day, we should all be trying to help each other. And hopefully this has helped you in a way to you can actually like, okay, so this is why the guy is the way he is. Give you a little backstory. And also because I'm pretty fucking awesome, but so are you. But the difference between you and me is I tell myself I'm awesome. You, you find reasons not to tell yourself you're awesome. Why is that? You eat, breathe, sleep, and shit just like me. Why can't you tell yourself you're awesome? Think about it. Just think about it. And then, you know, you're going to get people like, oh, no, that, no, no, fuck them. Fuck them. They don't, they don't belong in your life. The people that don't bring you down don't belong. You know, um, my circle of friends is very small. I said this before. Because I don't need people to bring me down. I don't need people to give me that negative talk. You know, Um, the people I do connect with, and I mean, like, really connect with, we're very positive people. Like, we, we, we talk about uplifting things. Every once in a while, we'll, you know, we'll throw a little shade here and there. But that's cool. Like, I like that too. I'm a fucked up individual. I've been fucked up. Like, I like talking shit. I, and the thing is, and I want you to know it, I talk shit and I'll own it to the day I die. If I talk shit about you, I'll own that to the minute it comes out my mouth, to the minute my head is in that fucking coffin. Like, I do not fucking renege on what I say. I say it. I meant it. If I meant it, I own it. And if I own it, I die with it. Remember that but anyway you were here it's good that you spent some time with me a nice half an hour of your day i must have like a really nice voice if you're going to stick this long i mean i i like the sound of my voice but i like it hearing it from my mouth not fucking from my headset because i think like that's how i sound and if you ever get like that feeling that you don't you don't want to go forward you got to you got to quit you got to stop don't please don't because when I look back at it, it was that moment that changed my life completely. Like, it it was that there was a door. That's the only way I could see it. There was a door. And that moment was either I stay behind the door or I walk through the door. And if you know me, I fucking kick that door down. I said, hey, what's up, motherfucker? Let's do this. Like, bang. But I love you guys. I do. I know it was a little random one, but I really wanted to get this one home. that like, hey, look, I wasn't always the positive person. And this is just a year in and but this is a year into living it, whereas this is years of studying it. You understand? And as Wayne Dwyer once said, you know, my my message hits a few audiences here and there and I'm not I'm not big into my view count. I'm not. I, I just put the message out there. I'm not big into like people who watch it. And I tell everybody, hey, I got a podcast. And a lot of them are like, what are you talking about? I like, oh, I talk about positive things. Oh yeah, you would. It's a motherfucker, you don't know where I came from. But the thing is, Wayne Dwyer had once said, when the student is ready, the teacher magically appears. Ready for something, think about it. And that's how I see every interaction I have with everybody in my life. Because everybody's going to teach me something, and it's a reciprocating relationship because I will teach you something too. I mean, yeah, I probably teach you to, you know, smoke some crap. You know, I'd teach no. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> shock value. Come on, it's good. It's really good. I mean, Lee, what do you want me to fucking just stay positive the whole time? No, like I say, if you want some of that, go on YouTube. There's a bunch of those guys up there that only want to talk about the positivity. I oh, fuck that noise. Right? I could throw a little bit of shock value on you and you can enjoy it. But look, I love you. It's getting kind of late. Take care of yourselves. I told you yesterday. I'm telling you again today. Please go outside. It's the same thing that my therapist told me last year. It's the same thing my brother told me last year. And I took heed to it when it was too late. I took heed to it at the end of the summer. And a thing that uh, I'll let you know is when I had I had gotten three, work, three months of work off. Uh, I was off September, October. And into November. And I had half of August off. So half of August, half of November off. And when I came back to work, you know, I had lost a lot more weight. And um, I would tell all the guys I work with, summer is coming. Winter didn't even hit. Doesn't fucking matter. Summer is coming. Make the change that you need to make now. Because if you don't make that, you know, there's a, a season of harvesting. And there's a season of like fucking planting. If you're not planting your seeds and you're just expecting a harvest, you're just waiting in vain, baby. And that's the proper term of vain. Not someone who stares at themselves and be like, yeah, I look good. That's the proper term. Doing something for nothing. That's vanity. All right. I think. Well, that's how I inferred, so. But third time I said it, and uh, truth is always spoken in in threes. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'll give you another one in a couple days. Take care.